What's up, man? What are you What are you doing? Been watching Been watching Netrunner all morning. <laughs> How does that go? I feel like it's, I've watched uh, it with you before, but I don't, I, I don't know. Watching people play cards. So it's a funny thing because, like, you know, we like watching fighting games, right? And I think the best part. Not not the best part, but a, a key component, of course, is commentary, right? Yeah. So, the thing that I miss the most with Netrunner getting canceled is the official support for tournaments, where the publisher, I believe, would set up or make sure to have somebody there streaming. They would make sure to have commentators, etc. Where now it's such a small fan-run thing that more often than not, there's just people playing cards and it's real quiet. And, and nobody nobody makes sure to mic up the table so you can't even hear the people playing, talking about what they're doing. So you're literally just but, watching them place cards on the table. Right. And and I I kind of stopped watching people streaming tournaments for that reason. Um, but now, today, or this weekend as we're recording, was the world championships of the... Uh, the, the first world championships of like the fan run organization and uh it's legit the, the the person that traveled there to stream everything has a good setup um there's commentators rotating in and out which is really that that's the only reason i'm there is like to listen to them you know explain yeah, what people are doing planning if they didn't have it honestly like there's not well you can if you know the if it, you know the cards so like usually when people are streaming it you you can see what people are playing so you're kind of just following what they're playing but it's boring i agree i don't really do it much but with commentating it's good and i love it i wish i wish there was more i wish more people could do it but i understand why they can't because there's nobody paying you to come to all the tournaments around the country I mean, and that's do the, stuff. That's the same thing with fighting game. They don't have enough money support to get people like it's they don't that's the whole argument behind esports and fighting games is like they don't get the same kind of support that like MOBAs or Fortnite does. Well, of course. But there 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 is like an established like ring of commentators that do yeah, it. It's, it's definitely more built up than Yeah. 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 Like they, they can afford to travel to, to events, they get paid to do it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, so But yeah, Netrunner's still alive. Just throwing that out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's but exciting. It is exciting and it was good. It's been good so far, what what I've seen. It's been you have a good spread. For? No. <laughs> I do I do you recognize have a Netrunner player? I recognize names though. Do they I, use I, fun I, handles like they do in video They games? do actually. Do they? So, some some people like the 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 stream setup has like like nicknames and quotes on some of them. So they must have submitted their like handle online handle or something yeah. when they signed up for it. On Smash GG, what's it what's the netrunner one called? Gintech GG. Gintech's the Gintech's yeah, the way to play online, yeah. They should they should have something like that, but anyway, that's what I've been doing all morning. That's but I fun. think I think we're here to talk about video games. We are here to talk about video games. You like video games still, or is it just uh, cards only I'm, for you? I'm love I'm loving video games. We're we got it's, some good video games. I yeah. think we, I think we should just start off the episode with just dishing out golf claps. Cause <laughs> yeah, just dishing out golf claps left we can, and right. We should. I'm and I I know a few that we can give like right off the bat. Yeah, 
Uh, first off... Hold I've... on, hold on. Before we get there, I just realized. All right. Uh, this is the Wish Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ, as usual. Now go ahead. <laughs> What's up? I'm AJ. Uh, we talked about Fire Emblem on the last episode. Hell, We're hesitant yeah. to to go ahead and call it golf clap receivable. Does that make worthy. sense? Worthy. Yeah, golf clap worthy. <laughs> Sorry, I just got up. I'm on trying to adjust to midnight. It's kind of been rough. But anyways, yeah. golf clap worthy. And uh, I can definitively say, while still only being probably 60 to 70% through the game, that uh, that game is definitely golf clap worthy. What do you say about Ab- that? Absolutely, absolutely. A, a resounding golf clap. Uh, I am absolutely loving Fire Emblem. That's sweet. Yeah. I, I am too. Do you think it can make a run for Game of the Year for you? Yeah, I mentioned that to you and Josh. Uh, I think if, if Sekiro hadn't come out this year, I as of now, Fire Emblem would be my game of the year. Um, I'm, I'm just loving it so much. I, I'm over the combat. It's fine. I don't hate playing it like I did on the other ones a little bit. So there's that. And the story is just so good. It's just so good. Like, I I guess we can't really maybe not spoil anything still, but we got to the, like, there's like a major shift in the game about 30 some hours in that we're both at. And it's awesome. And it's totally different for each of us because we're in different houses, and that's incredible that it works that way. It's just, it's brilliant. I'm I love in, it. I'm just impressed by, and we said we said a little bit of this when we talked about it before, but I'm just impressed by the scope of the game, like in terms of, kind of in terms of everything, like really. Yeah. Uh, there's. You know, there's conversations that work just like a JRPG would, where you're walking around, you're talking to people. It, it fills out the characters' backstory. It fills out the story of the world. It is world building. There's a pretty, I would say, in-depth combat system that has uh, a good amount of like ways to spec for the way that you want to play the game. Like in terms of, yeah, I want this person yeah. to be an axe man. I want this person to be a mage. Um, yeah like certain characters are better at certain things but at least it gives you the opportunity to say hey this is how i want to build my squad i want yeah 10 archers or whatever do you know what i mean yeah uh the story that would be hilarious fantastic like it just they there's so many moving parts to it and the fact that they were able to bring it all together to be a cohesive whole i think is i don't know it's, it's amazing yeah like i think um it did a really good job of like the first half kind of sowing the seeds of like doubt in in a certain group. Yeah. Uh certain characters. And then once you get to this like shift point depending on what house you're in and whatever, the way that goes is completely different and may may or may not reveal anything to you and then it just continues to sow more doubt or like against other people in my game specifically i was in the black eagles i I, it was a roller coaster of emotions for me where i felt like really upset and then i was really excited and then the way that it went was even better and like where i am now like the latter half of the game is so cool because just stuff happened 
just stuff changes. Like the the tone changes, the the story completely changes. Like I was wondering how it was gonna do it too because the 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 two that I played on 3ds Awakening and Fates they're pretty upfront about what the main conflict is within I don't know a couple hours um but three houses takes like a long time to like build up to it but it's like not bad that it's taking a long time it just like it's like this it spends a lot of time world building really is yeah what it, it spends it all this it's it spends all this time letting you get to know people get familiar with them develop uh relationships relate relationships but maybe like opinions on them too yeah and then and then it just suddenly is like okay this thing under you yeah this thing happened and it's like what do you do now and like where where are your allegiances yeah like do you trust this person or do you trust this person and like i think maybe like maybe on the next episode we can maybe do like a spoilery thing at the end where i i have one gripe about how it handles something gameplay wise um but it's not that big of a deal, and like it, it worked out, and it's fine. It, it was just the way the way that it makes you make a choice was a little. Unclear. You couldn't be prepared. You couldn't be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and then actually one one that isn't a spoiler, but like I accidentally talked to somebody on an exploration part, like when you're running around the monastery, mm-hmm. and, and it made me skip like a whole week. It, it made me make a decision right then, and it it forced me to skip an entire week of like lessons exploring all that stuff so i like missed out on like legitimate mechanic progression like increasing my professor professor level support motivation all that stuff i was kind of pissed about that um and there was like no warning that it was going to happen i just talked to the wrong person so it's kind of interesting that hasn't happened yeah. to me i don't know I, if it, I'd, I'd be real upset about missing one week but i, I understand what you're saying well, I'm starting to get into the weeds of like preparing people for like certain stat increases and yeah. stuff like that. So like me missing that one week of like all this progress, I guess. I I'm wondering how big of a deal that's going to make. Um yeah. I don't know cuz I don't know how much of the game is left. If I were really. a betting man, I would say probably not a big deal, but I don't know. It's probably not, but I I don't know. I I'm I I'm a min-maxer in role-playing games for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I'm already trying to plan for, like, who can actually attain master rank in that game, which is actually a surprisingly small number of people. Uh-huh. Um, so, missing out on that whole week, you know, maybe I won't get a master rank yeah. person. <laughs> maybe I won't get a wyvern rider. Play it again. Play it again. So, yeah, and it's funny you say that. I could totally see why you'd play this again now. Yeah. Like, I... I like we were, I think we were maybe kind of talking about that being a possibility the first, in the last episode, but I can I can completely understand why you would want to. And like right now, I could see myself starting another playthrough, not necessarily finishing it, but yeah, just having it like going sometimes yeah, I'll, I'll to check in put on. it down for a little bit. But I, I could, I mean, the story is good enough. I would like to just meet a whole another house of characters, really. Yeah, it's like, like you know my, my gold. Like I love some of these people. Like legitimately, me too. I just think they're just me so, too. They're so like re- fully realized that it just makes it that much more of a like I care about what's happening to the the characters and the yeah. way that the game like takes place within an entire like region. Like it's just like a Game of Thrones type things where the like Westeros is Game of Thrones. This is Fodland. 
Uh, and that's that is like the setting for the story in terms of we have three different houses, which are the three different regions of the of the country, and they're all yeah. reacting to this conflict in different ways. And the characters that belong to these houses in these regions have their own like goals and allegiances, and it's just it's. The scope is, uh, I'll keep coming back to the word scope, but the scope of it is just so well realized that it's, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. so, like, it's I, exactly I what tell I want you. out of fantasy anything, really, is what, yeah. like, novels, movies, like, this is what you come to this genre of, of media yeah, for, totally. uh, is this big, sweeping, grand, epic, like, nationwide scale of, of magic and armies and religion and it's just it's sick yeah it really is the 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 two other games i played did not do that yeah like i couldn't i couldn't really tell you much about awakening or fates like fates did some cool like political stuff like this where the the whole premise of that game was you were like you have to make a choice similar to three houses after like halfway through fates where you choose one side or the other and it totally changes the game. And, and that's cool, but it just doesn't do it like this game. Like you, you end up learning, even if you're not in, like I'm in the black Eagles, which is the, um, what's the empire's name? I actually forget her Vestag or something with an H. It's a weird name. Um, but they're, they're an empire. And, I've learned so much about just that empire while also only learning tidbits of the other areas. So like I have an idea of what the other kingdoms are like. And so it like really just creates this. Yeah. Like cohesive world that's believable. Things actually are happening in it. And even later, like in the latter half, it goes even deeper on that stuff. Like it starts to use the map more like you start to understand where you are on the map and like where things are happening on the map and like it's crazy. Like I the one battle I did uh yesterday, I wanted to be like holy shit, dude, like I, this is like a whole tactical thing. Like they're totally making this they're totally making this feel like we're in a war, you know? Like and it doesn't do that the whole first half of the game. It's Because you're it's, not in a war the whole first half of the game. Yeah, you're, you're just, not in a you're, just, you're not in a war. You're That's protecting true. the church from like little skirmishes that happen. That's true. All yeah, over. it's not a it's not an all out war. No, you're right. and they're just sending the they're sending the church army out to put down like little uprisings, and that's all it is. And your side yeah, missions might be with with some of your houses, like the leader of houses. They say, "Hey, I got an uprising happening from, you know, the tyrants that are from yeah. another nation," and then so you go help them. And it, it's yeah. it's just and the, you're talking about how. You know all the, about this empire, like yeah. the Adrestia. That's the empire. That's right? it. Right. That's it. That's it. I have the no, name. The names are. I have no. Uh, I don't know what them. I don't know anything about the empire. Oh really? Chose, so you have I chose the Golden okay. Deer House, and there yeah. is is the Alliance, and so I right. know like the Alliance works. I would say similar to like Game of Thrones, where how we have House Nobles, and I don't mm-hmm. know if the, all the all the the regions work this way, but it's more like the rich people kind of care for the poor people and the rich people are the ones with the castles. And, uh, it doesn't seem like there's as much of a monarchy in, in my no. experience. Yeah. The, the, with the Lester alliance is just a bunch of nobles that are agreed. They, they agree to 
not go to war with each other. Yeah, and basically. so like it's and so like my experience with the characters has been like this person's has one of the bigger houses and they like ha- yeah. have been raised in nobility and then that means that they treat commoners like in a way that a person who is raised in nobility would be, but they actually care for the commoners. So while they're pompous and annoying, yeah. they're also like their hearts in the right place, meaning that they're trying to be a good supporter of, you know, yeah, general trying to, trying human. to, trying to foster their people. Basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. incredible. It really is. And we could probably go on and on and on about it and just continue yeah, about, to, uh, about to fire he- emblem heat forever. Praise yeah. on specific corners of the game, but, uh, yeah, uh, just if you have a switch, play the game. It's a must play. It, it, it's definitely a must play. For Nintendo, for Nintendo sure. has has scored again with yeah the, a franchise title that you can't miss. Really, is what I would say. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited in a way like in for the future of the franchise in a way I never would have been after playing the other two that I played. Yeah, yeah. So. And yeah. uh, there's DLC for this. It'll come at some point too. I bet that'll be fun. And yeah, they. Uh, I never heard anything about the other ones because they they did DLC for the 3DS ones, which I thought was it's just such a weird thing to think about. But there's yeah. a hundred dollar version of this one that you can buy. I didn't buy it, but I know that's out no. there. So I know they plan to support it, and I'm sure there'll be more story to tell or whatever. At the I end. hope so. so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Golf clap for the Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Switch. Again, the second, yeah, second golf man. clap. Can't give it enough golf claps. Yeah. Now the uh, the big thing I think since uh, since last episode. There's the Monster uh, Hunter expansion, which uh, also deserves another golf clap. Can we give it a golf yes. clap? Or handing them out. There's yeah. uh, there's. There's certain games that come along, like maybe a few of them every generation. Where like if you if you look back like ten years down the road and you can circle these games, like this is what I played on this this system. It was my favorite. Yeah. And, like for the PlayStation era for me, it was like Tekken Three, and then Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and GameCube. I liked you know different games, Resident Evil Four and Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes, but this. Monster Hunter World is definitely my game of this era. Wow! Uh, for PS4, I I wow, yeah, I'm I am fully <laughs> ensconced in in the world of monster hunting, and this game works for me on on levels that probably other people don't relate to. And yeah, it's that's just, interesting. It's my game, man. Like it's my it's my game. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, it, Iceborne has lived up to the expectation. I've deep dived another seventy hours into it, and I could play another <laughs> hundred more like in a snap. I, I just I don't get sick of it. I I am digging. There's every always detail. something to do. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's yeah. fantastic for me, and I really can't talk positively about it enough. Huh? So I'm. Su- I mean, I'm I'm not surprised, but that's like big praise. Yeah, I it generation is big defining. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's how I feel, man. I just Monster Hunter is my game. I can I can yeah. probably pick like three or four games on the PS4, and it without a doubt is is one of those games. Huh. So it's interesting. 
It's yeah. Iceborne is definitely a great addition to World. Like I came along, it came a long way for me to liking World, and I was excited about Iceborne. I am very much back into the game. Also, they did a great job of just adding so much more content. Um, cause, cause I think my one thing, not, not near as high as you, but I really like the game after, after I saw like everything there was to see in world, I didn't feel the need to play it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and now Iceborne is a perfect example of what I want from something like this, where it's just more shit that's new to do like new monsters that are apparently, you know, from the series past series. So it's like fan service stuff. But it's just new monsters, new things to do against those monsters, new ways to fight those monsters. A whole new map that I feel like, weirdly enough, we're not at very often. Um, at least, at least where I am through the like story part. Uh, but still, it's it's sweet that there's a new map. The way that they actually recycle monsters, like in terms of an Anjanath has a different version of an Anjanath now, and I haven't even fought it yet, but, like, the way that they do that and make them feel different enough and attack different enough, like, it doesn't feel like they're just recycling them in a shitty way. It feels awesome. Like, they totally change how they work and everything. It's it's just so smart. Makes me more excited to fight an Anjanath again, <laughs> you know? Like, just that's just an example, but... um, Yeah. So, uh, when I, when this came out, and when I started playing it, I started like thinking really hard on what a good expansion is. Okay. Like for a game. And like I, I started kind of categorizing expansions in like two ways. There's expansions that like may maybe just add to the game in terms of, okay, here's more to play. So Yeah. It's like new chapters. And I think, um, Wildlands would fall into this category uh for Horizon. So Oh, the Frozen Wilds. The Frozen Wilds. Yeah, wild, sorry, I yeah. called it Wildlands, Frozen Wilds. I was like, so, what are you talking about Wildlands? <laughs> it didn't add anything story-wise. It's just another like tribe for you to kind of explore. So Wait, it's interesting you say that. You don't think it added anything story-wise? Well, not main plot story-wise. I think it added world-building story. Hmm. Anyway, continue with your point. And, like, so they didn't... They added more monsters to hunt, like more enemies, but they yeah. didn't really add anything to the combat. So, like, the game experience overall doesn't change except there's more of it to play. Right. Okay, so I don't think that expansion was bad by any means either. It was kind so of whatever. I'm not pointing at that yeah, as, I... like, this is what a expansion shouldn't do. But yeah, Monster right. Hunter, I think, gives you more stuff to do in terms of more content but it also like kind of like remixes its own own content in a way that for lack of a better way to say it, it expands the game like how you how you play it so mm -hmm. they added like in the combat they added the clutch claw which is yeah. basically like a little grappling hook which the way it works is it kind of allows you to be more aggressive like in mm -hmm. in certain situations like usually the way monster hunter in general 
when you run around a monster, you get little hits in when you can, when you get little openings, but you kind of look for a way to create a big opening so that you can like get that monster in the ground and then do your big damage combos. It's generally how yeah. the game works. With the Clutch Claw, they give you more opportunities to create those openings, and then they give you like a chance that once those openings are created to make them longer. So they essentially yep. like make you more dangerous kind of as a hunter. They, yeah. they, they give you more stuff to like, they make you more aggressive. They make you more like you can get more damage and they do this because they also turned up the difficulty level on the monsters. They're crazier. They hit harder. They're faster. So it kind of created it like elevated the already like tense experience into something that like allows for less error on the hunter's part but also makes you feel more of a badass because you can now do like more yeah. stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, the clutch claw is such an awesome addition to the game. Like it I I I would say that it totally changed encounters. Exactly. That's kind of like, like what I what I'm getting at. Like they were able to yeah. they were able to like kind of shift the way that the whole meta of the game works. Uh, yeah. Because now you have a tool that just lets you be more aggressive, so they can make the monsters more aggressive, and you can be more aggressive, and it turns into a, like a more tense, like more. Yeah, yeah, because it's risky too. Like, yeah, yeah. The the using the clutch claw, like you have to some something that I don't think the game totally uh, did a good job of explaining to you in the early in the regular world was when a monster is enraged, like. Yeah, their heart rate will go crazy down in the bottom corner and like they'll be just really frantic and they'll never stop and you can barely get a hit in on them. But now you need to like really learn that tell because if you try and use the clutch claw on them while they're enraged, you're just going to take damage. Like you're basically yeah. just opening yourself up to take damage because I mean it, it works the same way that like your normal weapons would. You can't just run in and do it anytime you you feel. You have to wait for the right opening to take advantage of the opportunity. So Right. But the other thing that the clutch it, it, did, it makes you it makes you more aware of the monster, I think. Yeah. Like than you already needed to be. So like you already needed to have a vi a very good understanding of tells. Now there's just even more deeper understanding on how yeah, to yeah on how to how and when to use the claw and like flinching. Like I I would say our whole my whole 100 hours through the first game or the first part of the game flinching I didn't really pay attention to. Yeah, right? because like it, when, it was just a big hit on the monster. There's nothing you can really follow up a flinch with in right. Vanilla Monster Hunter. But now that you can zap the claw on him, you can yeah. extend your his damage or your combo or heal, hurt yeah. apart or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. But the other thing that that did that was so, so, so smart is like you have a slinger, which I think is a Monster Hunter World new thing too. And there's different types yeah, of things, sure. things you can load into the slinger, like different types of ammo. And with the clutch claw and the slinger being added into your combos now, like I'm always paying attention to what's loaded into my slinger in a way that I didn't yeah. before. Yeah. So yeah, they totally. didn't even, they didn't even add like the ammo. That stuff was always laying around, but like, I wouldn't even bother loading like a rock into my slinger before because yeah. the rock doesn't do anything. It just hits them and it does two damage. It doesn't bother on yeah. monster. But now like, I'm always making sure it's loaded because I can always use that ammunition to create an opportunity. So if I would not have the slinger loaded in an in an instance where I could use it, then that's bad on me. So 
right it it, it forces me to interact with the world more like on top of it pay attention to what's around like oh uh, this here's here's red pit (laughs) yeah yeah there's different parts of me there's different ammunition that's better in certain situations for different things some of that ammunition you have to shoot down so i might pick up a rock in order to shoot down a like a scatter nut that's high above it just it creates it's 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 expanded the way that the game works really without the TLDR version yeah. is like it's it's added so much by adding a little thing that it it, it was a huge, huge. Yeah, thing. The, the the slinger totally was like a second thought. Like, what am I ever using this for? Okay, I'll pick up some stones in case I can shoot down a bundle of rocks or ice or something onto this monster. But that situation is so specific and might never happen so the only the only way, thing i used a slinger for in vanilla monster hunter was loading flash pods which like right yeah kind of that's like where a flashbang for the monster and yeah. it used to be that you could just flash pod them and then they get stunned and then you could wail on them well in this expansion flash pods like barely work anymore yeah to the point where i don't even use them offensively anymore i only use it so that i can sharpen my blade in the middle of a fight or to heal or like something like yeah. that where I, I just need a, a minute where the monster's not attacking me. And it's just, it's monster hunter is so good, dude. Like it's so, so good. Um, I guess on the, on the back to like the, what an expansion can be and can do. I, I, I almost would call Iceborne like a sequel. <laughs> it's like not even really an expansion, right? Like it's so has so much content in it. It changes the gameplay enough. It adds another story if you want the story. It's like a ridiculous amount of value. Yeah, like, and- I, like it, it being an expansion is like just some weird, some weird thing that they don't have to force people to buy a new game. It's just they want to use the established world. Yeah, player base, which is great. But it this easily could have been like a standalone Monster thing too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, the the way the I mean, way that again buy, the way that it just adds. You oh, can buy like the expansion plus the game for sixty bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. If like you the, don't own Monster Hunter, you can buy the whole thing, vanilla plus exp- Iceborne expansion for sixty dollars now. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like people people freak out about games still maybe not offering enough value for their price. Like sixty dollars is an absolute steal for both of those in terms of like what you get out of it as an experience, as, as a whatever, like the full thing is just, it's crazy. I'm, I'm stunned. Like I, I was excited for Iceborne, but like now that we've played it a little bit, got, I've got a little bit more into it. It's like, I'm just so excited to just keep playing monster hunter again. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. They even like added a whole end game mode thing, which we don't need to spend a whole bunch of time on. Yeah. The way that Endgame works now, whereas before you kind of would just keep hunting and like keep doing, like keep hoping to receive quests, which is kind of where we fell off with the old Monster Hunter because once we had hunted through the roster, the only thing to keep doing would be like hunt tempered versions of those monsters. Right. Like without it immediately saying, okay, here's the quest, the next quest of the tempered version, like they wanted you to grind a little to get those quests, so we just didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I th- th- that's also a great point for Iceborne is that it really seems to have negated a lot of the grind. Yeah, associated well, it, with it the game. It expects you have to have already done it because the expansion 
takes place after you would have played. You can't play it unless you played the original game. So there's a fair right. amount of grinding you will have had to done. Sure, done yeah, that's to get true. through the game. Um, yeah, yeah. So they just let you get right into it, and they force you know with with the elemental variations of the monsters, they force you to use your tool set like in a way that you didn't previously have to. And then mm-hmm. they added this end game thing that like pretty much lets you go into the, they have a new map where you go into the wild and they just kind of have monsters in that area that periodically come and go. And like Mm -hmm. you and whatever hunting part are you in stay in that area and just repeatedly hunt the monsters um, in order to kind of like build progress bars that it shows you. And it's so awesome because like it, it forces you to, kind of engage with the environment in a way that you don't when you're like going on posted quests and returning from posted quests. Like now that I'm hunting four or five monsters in the field, I'm crafting more potions in the field. I'm using like on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you're not, you're not coming back anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so is there a penalty to coming back? Like, do you, do you build a, uh, do you kind of build like a multiplier for staying out longer at one time? I I don't know. I think that could, would be interesting. You could come back and reload, but like it's just time. Like if you're gonna come back and reload, <laughs> going and through the go, loading screen. Go well. I mean, like if you, there's no reason to. If you're playing that mode, yeah. Like other than to change your parts, which you can do in a tent anyway. Yeah. Like there's not there's not a reason to come back to Astera now. So it's just like it's a way to kind of get into the gameplay and keep playing without having all the minutia of of re-upping on everything yeah. in between your hunts. Hmm. And, and it gives you goals to shoot for in terms of like, I don't know what I need to do in vanilla monster hunter in order to get these tempered monster hunts. I know that if I'm playing this mode called the gilding lands, which is what it's called, I just need to build these meters. And once I build the meters up, then it's going to give me new stuff. And there's new monsters to hunt in there. There's new, this is how you get the tempered stuff. There's, yeah. there's, it, these monsters that you're hunting in there drop a different kind of parts to upgrade your level, your weapons and different in armor in different ways that you did in the, in the regular main story of the game. It's just, it's really smart. It's, it's, it adds a level of replayability that the first version of the game didn't have. And we still played it enough that, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's only adding more. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's really good. It, it, that's what I I get. I think that also is like just the value is insane. Like the, I I hit that point in world where it was like a hundred hours, which is already a crazy amount of value for a normal game, and and I was good. But if it if it continued to maybe like drip feed me different if you, things if you to just do quest that said go do this, go hunt this tempered version now. I, I think probably would have done off. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably would have kept was playing. The, the the quest list ran out. And yeah. then it wanted us to just repeatedly hunt things for, I guess, for weapons for and better gear. weapons and gear. Which and then you know whatever. Had you met whatever criteria the game wanted you to meet, let's let's say after you hunt ten monsters, it'll give you an enraged version of this monster to hunt, and then that'll be a quest. It just yeah. wasn't like clear on those things without you like looking up. Okay, how do I get the tempered hunt for Kushala Deora or whatever it is? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah, it, like it was like that stuff was really unclear in the first yeah, part so too. Like we just it, kind of fell off after we didn't have quests to do. 
Yeah. Whereas like the the Gilding Lands mode in this one, I feel like will alleviate that in a way that okay, at least I know I'm shooting for Hunter rank 99 in order to fight the final fight with Runer yeah. Nergagante and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Throwing throwing out so many buzzwords. If if you aren't if you aren't in on Monster Hunter, sorry, but you definitely should check it out. Um it I think I think this is this game sold a lot for a reason because it's it's like a, the first new fresh take on the series on modern platforms that it, it's a little like I like I mentioned before on other episodes like it takes a long time to get into but we now that we've played it more like you have a theory of maybe it's based on the weapon that you do um and I think that's awesome actually in a way like I think it's I think it's cool that I chose to play the switch axe and and it took me like 30 to 40 hours to really appreciate it, but I finally did. And now I'm still learning how to play that weapon, but I could have played something else that maybe would have let me appreciate the game quicker. So like it has all these different levels of appreciating how the game works. I just, it's great. Monster I, I, Hunter is so great. I agree with that sentiment so much. And I think that even extends to like playing multiplayer or single player. And I, I've yeah. said, I said this with the first game, like, I played with friends and I played by myself, and I, I've done that with with Iceborne as well. Yeah, I, you know, by yourself playing, it feels like you know these epic boss fights that you have to really work, 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 work against the monster to kind of win, and and it, it it's a uh, experience that's super rewarding and like super punishing. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and I think it's rewarding because it's punishing. Like you can't have one without the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then multiplayer uh, is kind of like m- a lot more sloppy, like with everyone running around trying to wail on the monster and create their own openings. Yeah. And it, it works like in a way that games that you play with your friends, you're all just chatting the whole time. Um, I don't know. It, it just, definitely it, it works on multiple levels. And, and, and like the feeling of camaraderie that you have, like as a group hunting a monster, whereas like, yeah. Someone someone starts to lose health. I can throw a, a potion out there for him to heal him. Like if yeah. he's down or stunned, or like if we <laughs> hold, need a hold on, I'm stunned. Hit me with your own arrow. Yeah, knock, yeah. Me, <laughs> knock me out if of we, being like, stunned. We, we're the monster's wailing. He's crushing all of us, and then one of us creates that opening so that the rest yeah. of us can get in there and get the damage. It's like a really cooperative thing in a way that other games that even though you're playing yeah. cooperatively, like you don't get that same type of of. It's really, feeling. do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really requires coordination, which um, like could be could be a good or bad thing. But like, even if you don't really coordinate that hard, you can still have fun with the game. It's just like once you, like we all we me you and Josh and you have Ale- I've played with Harsh a couple times. Like just having people that like know what they're doing and um constantly are trying to make things happen and we're talking and we're figuring out what's the best thing. Like oh, I'm about to bring them down. Don't touch them or like whatever. It's it is it's like extra rewarding so like you can like you you can play solo take it down yourself i felled this giant beast all with my own bare hands or i'm playing with this group and we're just absolutely annihilating this monster like efficiently (laughs) like it uh, and and the the key word is efficiently like it's not just like oh we're all just swinging at it and things are happening and whatever it's like yeah because make the mistake it's not easy man you you, if you get stuck in the wrong part on the map or you get hit by one of the bigger attacks like you'll die you'll die in one hit yeah like it is it is every bit the challenge i think that 
you know, people talk about it being. And yeah. I think that's another thing that I like about it and that makes it rewarding in and of itself. Yeah. You know, you're 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 fighting dangerous ass animals. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they and, and like the new the new monsters are really cool. Like all yeah. of them have been really cool and and even uh again, even like the remixed versions of original monsters, like they're really sweet too cuz they behave somewhat the same but also totally differently. So like it's it's just it's just exciting to be, for me like who wants variety where it's just oh shit here's all this variety of like this crazy monster that slams its head on the ground and creates explosive pulls for some reason and it's like what <laughs> like how did you come up with that it's just yeah. so weird and great like the the fucking T-Rex that has a sword for its tail and <laughs> and it like grinds its tail through its mouth to like imbue it with fire it's insane it's so crazy like that that shit is awesome and yeah. and like totally worth seeing and I don't I, I know we have sold people on the game and I, like I just want to really Continue drive to that home so. again. Yeah, like <laughs> if you haven't played Monster Hunter and never played Monster Hunter, this is the one to play. It's the one to give a chance and it's it's just really cool. It's a really unique thing. Like there's nothing there's nothing like it. Like there there's nothing else like this series, really. Um, I defended Dauntless a couple episodes ago. Dauntless is its own thing and gives a similar experience, but the the way that the the minutia and grind of everything of Monster Hunter is important to what it is, so you kind of have to sign up for that. But it's worth it. Like it, it's it's just worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I'm I'm excited. I want to play Monster Hunter today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we'll we'll get to it. We'll we will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's and it, and again I said like I'm learning I'm still learning my weapon which I think is like so cool. Like I, I I'm not an expert at this weapon that I've used for 120 hours. I am experts at multiple weapons though, let me be clear. <laughs> Multi-weapon list, multi-weaponist. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you, you've that's gone it. really hard on the game. That game is fantastic. It's the ultimate power fantasy. I just destroyed dragons by <laughs> it myself. Kind of is the, it kind of is the ultimate power fantasy. It, and I it, love you, it. You really are just like a monster slayer of like insane proportions. Like it's so funny. And it takes so, skill, man. Like you got to learn how to become a monster slayer. You don't you don't get into that world and just immediately start cutting yeah, heads off. That's not how it works. Yeah, I've I've complained about the timer. I think on the podcast or with friends or with you guys, I'm not sure, but like I I've never been a fan of how the game times the hunts, but that is definitely the purpose of it is so you can't just run in it. It's actually like a really, um, exclusive, exclusionary mechanic. Well, 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 so people talk about games needing easy modes, right? Yeah. There's no fucking easy mode for Monster no. Hunter, like at no. all, and like no one, no one ever complains about that. And I, th- I mean, I'm not saying it needs one, or I, I, think, I never, I'm never on that side. That but it's interesting. Mode, I think the easy it. mode for Monster Hunter comes from you. You can go in there by yourself if you're struggling. Then you send SOS up, and like we play in servers with each sure. other, so it's different. Yeah, but like, yeah, you could totally get help from the community. Yeah, and they those people will come in and they'll beat the hell out of that monster for you, just like we do as a team. And yeah, I that's think, true. I think that's what makes the game awesome 
is that the accessibility comes from like other people helping you defeat it, not from them tuning the difficulty yeah. down for you to do so. And that that's kind of like if you think about Souls, like that's the way that multiplayer works in that game as well. Like yeah, you don't get to you don't get trivializes to choose, Dark Souls. <laughs> you don't get to choose who your partners are or anything. If you need help with something, you put the summon sign down and whoever answers the call is who answers the call. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, Technically you do get to choose, but that's semantics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're right. I, I guess I never think about the SOS thing because like I'm either playing that game solo or you're we're playing us. it together. Yeah, and yeah, we play so, in our own server all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it do, it does have that built in because I, I was thinking like the timer is there actually to force you to either learn the game or get out. Well, I still think really. it it's there for that. I mean, like if you're if yeah. you're playing single player and not not sending out calls, then yeah, like, I, there was times where I couldn't the first beginning of this game I couldn't get enough damage on the monster to kill it in in the amount of time. Yeah, that it gives me. See, I've never. I, I've complained about the timer so much because I just like as a on, on principle I don't love the idea, but I've never had that experience. I've never ran. Yeah. We've ran out of time. Me and Josh ran out of time against the thing like twice <laughs> in the base game. Yeah. Otherwise, never ran really ran out of time. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. I just I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's part of the game. I mean, that's what it is. That's yeah. that's part of the hunt. You only get a certain amount of time to kill the monster before it leaves the area. And that's that's that's, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. I don't. I don't. That's Monster Hunter. Yeah, I'm. So I'm very for better again and for worse. Yeah, I, I'm very also curious to see where this series goes now too. Something I wasn't invested in at all, and now that this game has had a resounding success, Buku success. Yeah, yeah. And and apparently Iceborne sold very well. Like we were talking, we were talking before it came out, or like right when it came out, like. You know, this is an established player base of a ton of people, but is anybody really playing it still? And, like, plenty of people are still playing it, and plenty of people bought the hell out of it. So, that's great, because I want we more. We only want more, yeah. Yeah, want I more. want more. I want to I see Monster Hunter World 2 on the, Let's get it. Let's on get the next, it. next gen. And hopefully everything has cross-play, cross which would be amazing. Um, yeah. Monster Hunter's good. <laughs> it's my game. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, actually, like, Iceborne's got to be your game of the year, right? Uh, I think I'll have, like, a game of the year and then a game of the year with an asterisk. Uh, it's like, see, no, it's its own thing. I think it's fine. I don't think that matters. It's fine. It could be your game of the year. Okay, I, well, it's my game of the year. But I also yeah. want to pick another game of the year because giving a game of the year to an expansion feels like... No, it's fine. Like, Bl Witcher, <laughs> Blood, and Wine is incredible. It's, well, I, I, I'm not, so I'm not like, taking away from the significance of Monster Hunter. I just, it was yeah. probably my game of year before it was even out. Is all. Do you know? Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I liked the, I liked it before I played. It could have probably been bad, and I still would have been like, this "That's is a good my point. game of the year." That's you know a good point. Yeah. But whatever, yeah. it that doesn't matter for anything. Game whatsoever. of the year is so important. It's the most. Yeah. It's the most important. I know you thing. all care so much about what my decision is with that. So stay yes, tuned. It makes a huge difference. We got to put the whiff punish games cast stamp of approval on the box art because it's very important <laughs> it gets the golf clap stamp of approval and that's what really matters that's true I, we we would have our own award it's the golf clap award just two just two hands like barely touching <laughs> uh uh so, that's, so been, 
that's been the majority of my time. Uh, I we've also dived a little bit into Borderlands Three, which I assume we're gonna cover next, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we should talk about that. You know, more another more current game. Uh, Borderlands Three is. I've always hated this, but it is so apt. It is just more Borderlands, which is good and bad. Uh, I, I'm enjoying playing the game. That I'll say that up front. I think Borderlands is a. Th- again, I don't think I don't think there is anything like Borderlands. Like people, people want to compare other games that have tried to do it to Borderlands, like how it has a billion different guns and it's all random and it's loot based and. The, the chase is the chase for weird guns is the point of the game. And I don't think anything really has done that as well as Borderlands still does it. Like, I remember being disappointed in how Destiny does it when Destiny came out. Like, I expected it to work like Borderlands, and it does not work like Borderlands. So there's that, that thing, Borderlands thing of you never know what you're going to get when you pick up a gun relatively is still really appealing um as far as as far as a game in 2019 it's a little disappointing just because it feels like it could have came out four or five years ago (laughs) it could have come out a year or two after borderlands 2 and like it wouldn't be any different at all so Uh, it's funny to me that which is a bummer it's funny to me that you say the weapon the weapon system or whatever you don't like it in Destiny, but you like it in Borderlands. I feel I feel like when I played Destiny, I was way more into the weapons I was picking up than I am with Borderlands. Well, the the problem with Destiny is the power level of everything is intrinsically tied to your progress through the game. So, and and also there's a very limited like all the weapons are set right. There's there is only a Suros regime. There is only a Galahorn or whatever. I, we, I'm yeah. not up on Destiny 2, so like, yeah. forgive me. But there are only those guns. You get them completely randomly. There's no like guaranteed way to get them. Um, and that's and once you have it, you have it, and it doesn't matter because it's the highest power level, and you're not going to replace it with anything. So like, and because you need your power level to be high to be doing the raid and all that, whatever. So I think that part is why whenever a gun drops in Destiny, you don't really give a shit at all after a point where borderlands continuously matters because every gun is tied to your level it's totally random other than certain bosses drop certain guns and you could just get this really weird unique thing even even guns that are dropped by bosses can have totally different stats and you could get a new level of one with different stats and different features and like Destiny doesn't do that. Like no, I, I, agree. I, I yeah, agree. it just doesn't I, do that. It doesn't have Destiny doesn't have the same amount of like variety variety with the drops. No. Like drops drops in Destiny are more of like a they're kind of a pain in Borderlands also just because you get they're, so much constantly. That's my this that's my the heart of my issue. It's like I get so many drops in Borderlands that I can't keep like especially opening the freaking menu system, which is another the, well, complaining yes, of Which is itself. terrible. It's like, terrible. I don't yeah. I don't want to stop playing and go through my guns every five seconds. Like I just right. want to, I just want to pick Which, something up and use it. And yeah. my the major, I've I've probably spent ten ish hours in Borderlands, maybe a little more than that. 
And, like, the majority of the guns I picked up have been, like, weird variations of, like, assault rifle and shotgun and... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like I'm getting anything that I'm like, whoa, this gun's insane. And so most of the time I'm just, like, picking stuff up and then immediately marking it for junk so I can sell it and clear room my inventory anyways. So, like, the experience of trying to get that gun is, like, not the same as it was in Destiny where the drops were, like, a little more spaced out and... Yes, and t- tied to my power level, but I feel like I cared more about what I was using in Destiny than I do in Borderlands because of just the v- sheer amount of stuff that's always getting thrown at me. I'm always picking up new stuff. So I'm, it's like literally, yeah. there's fun in the variety of shooting different weapons, but also I don't care about what the weapon that's in my hand because the level's still going up and because mm. I'm always getting more. Do you know what I mean? Car- caring more like, about what you're using in Destiny is an interesting point, probably just because of how Destiny works. In, in um, trying to build your power level, every piece of armor, well, every gun you get is like inching you closer to, and even even needing certain things in certain scenarios, like whatever your like weapon whatever, mods, whatever, whatever strike damage. you're doing, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't I don't I, need to compare the two games. I'm just saying, no, like, no. I don't I don't know that I would point at Destiny and be like, you should have done it the way Borderlands did did it. I I would I, I would though like that yeah. Legitimately, when when Destiny was coming out, and and this is like old news because Destiny is so established and old at this point. It's like a it's a dumb complaint at this point. I'm just you know talking out loud about how I felt when Destiny came out. Leading up to Destiny, that was the thing because like nothing, a still nothing was like like Borderlands one and two were established. It was a thing. It had it done. It had done this crazy thing with guns. Why wasn't anything else doing that? So then, like, de- here comes Destiny, and it's like, here's this, like, galaxy-spanning, a.k.a. Milky Way, a.k.a. only the solar system-spanning <laughs> adventure, where here's all these crazy guns. Like, it's all about the guns. You want to get guns. And, like, once you play Destiny, it's like, n- it's not about the guns. Like, really at all. Like, once you get this one gun, it's probably better than, like, literally everything you're going to pick up for the rest of the game, which is not what Borderlands is. And like, so that I just wanted to bring that up because I think for sure, Borderlands three still nails that thing. Like, I think, I think you might not care about what gun you're picking up, but it's also really fun to, okay, I got this one gun. It's like not anything special. It might be a blue rarity, but I like how it feels. I like its reload. I like its fire rate, whatever. And it's really powerful, and it's really suiting me right now. And it's and you just get that constantly. Like you might have to waste a lot of time in menus looking at things, but it's also like a. I don't know how the game could do that better, other than you kind of have to instill your own, um, routine. So you don't constantly open up your menu until you find yeah. a vendor or something. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna use this group of guns for like this through period this of time area. through this area through this boss fight whatever and then i'll reevaluate what i picked up or something like that yeah i i don't know how it could do it better i i agree it's it's painful and tedious and whatever but um i don't know it's still that part still works for me I th- like i think in and, general like i enjoy playing borderlands too there's there's some small like nitpicks that i have with the way the game runs that i think well hurt, it runs like shit i mean it's, hurts it's some of the way that i Sometimes it's objectively play, bad. I'm just like, yeah. It's and, it's really bad. My experience with Destiny was not Destiny 1, like, I guess that you're talking about. Like, I played Destiny 2, 
and I yeah. played it when there after there was like seven expansions. So my run through that until the end when we hit the part where you had to grind for raids, I was constantly yeah. picking up new weapons that mattered that had different like the experience uh, is the same. Yeah, I, see, I, I, I always yeah. had new. I always had new stuff to to play with. I was always getting it. Just it was it was the same. Except uh, that it was, that like I I would get a gun in Destiny and be like I'm using this because it increases my score, not because it shoots really well. Like that 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 was like it was like it was like an added benefit of oh it's it's fun to use too. Like I the, for me, a totally different experience, I guess. Because because yeah. having having knowledge of what Destiny is and how it works and stuff. I feel like. That, I feel like BL is the same way though, except it just doesn't tell you outright what guns better, so you're encouraged. No way. To... Uh, no, I don't agree. Um, you can use you can use gu- guns that are like significantly under your level and where you're at in the game for a long time. You like, can do if that you in want. Destiny though too. Oh no! No way! No way! Yeah. No way! No 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 way! If you get if you get to a point in Destiny where you're using like a let's say you love this purple rarity gun that you got earlier in the game and at after a point it is literally not strong enough you just can't use it and that happens really fast in destiny because of the power level oh, system i don't know if i agree you're well but it doesn't that matter. is that's how it works <laughs> and and borderlands doesn't work that way because you could have a gun that has like a crazy uh status inducing effect that maybe every individual shot isn't doing a lot of damage but its ability is worth having right like that that's the it's yeah, not but, the but same but the gun doesn't the gun doesn't level up so how do you can't use it through the whole game either no you can't i'm not saying you can use it through the whole game i'm just saying you can use it for a longer period of time than i would say you could use anything in in destiny okay All like right. you you literally get locked out of things in destiny by sake of that level where borderlands doesn't matter um you could you could you could use a pretty low level uh what's it called a low level legendary for as long as not as long as you want but a decent chunk of time because it might have this cool weird unique thing that nothing else does and it and it helps and doesn't matter what the enemy level is you know it's different and i think that's good i get um don't mean to compare them constantly (laughs) i think destiny is like this this horrible like girlfriend that spurned you and you just every time you talk that's not about true her, it's like that's not oh, true i would i wouldn't have played it i would not have played destiny 2 as much as we did if it if it was that it just i'm just saying it does its own thing it's fine yeah it's fine borderland border, about it yeah borderlands like does talk about destiny that we get into stuff like you're this. you're very defensive of a of a game that yes did not hurt you of course so you had a good experience through destiny 2 it's just, I, and I'm not complaining about Destiny at all. It's it's fine how it does it. It's just the way the the. I just wanted to bring that up only because I like Borderlands for still doing what Borderlands does. Like that's really the only reason it's worth playing. Like I I don't think I don't I, I well I don't want to say that. Like I'm not hating you know the humor and whatever like the games media typically is. It's fine. It's whatever. Uh, I like I like the class I picked. I'm in the mech class. I think the mech is hilarious and fun to use. I I just got to the point where I can get out of my mech and now it just stands around and fucks things up while I'm shooting other stuff. So it's just like this deployable death turret, which is kind of sweet. Um, I don't love the planet hopping. I don't think I don't think it adds anything to the game, which is a shame. Like at being a fan of the series and like 
dreaming about having a multiple multiple planet like galaxy spanning thing in Borderlands was like really exciting because they they did so much on one planet like they gave they they were able to make totally different biomes especially in Borderlands 2 and make it feel like you weren't on one planet all within being on one planet and now they have this whole thing where you're jumping around in a spaceship you're going to all these different planets to like relatively tiny maps and it's like completely pointless it's like why did they even do anything and it does it like doesn't really matter and that that's a little bit of a bummer um it it gets a little bit better as you get into it because like some of the things are bigger and it feels like you're at this unique place but i think that was like a big missed opportunity it's like this game was this game was in the works for six years you know and it just it just doesn't feel like that time helped the scope of it at all it's like this weird it's like this weird thing that went silent for a really long time and just nothing nothing new came out of that silence <laughs> you yeah. know it's 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 strange it's a strange release in a lot of ways um i just i don't feel like the the I don't feel the pull to play it all the time is what the problem is. I don't either. Like I, I mean, I'll get on it like to, as a as a social thing. Yeah. Like I like enjoying. I like shooting stuff up. Yeah. And it's just like the the stuff that it's throwing at me in terms of like numbers and specking out my character and like all that kind of thing. I don't know if it's not done well. Or it's just I don't know. This is like yeah. back to the gun thing. Where I'm like, I don't care what I'm shooting. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I would say it's like junk food. Like it is junk food. It's, is, it's just, uh, it, it is. I think the, uh, I think it, it's not very challenging. I, I think it eventually gets challenging as, and it has like special things locked behind the end game where it is, where the challenge reveals itself, which is where fine. You have I to mean, get into min maxing probably your tree and, what you your totally do. on your weapons are yeah, yeah it, ha- it has to have that i think in order for longevity yeah but just like in terms of the main game i don't know i plug my controller in and i point my target at people and i shoot yeah occasionally i think I that's what it's gun. that's what I, mean. I think that's what it's supposed to be and that's and i think it does that fine because like that's what the series has always been um yeah. like i I I agree. I'm not like constantly thinking, "Oh, I want to play Borderlands." I think it came out at a bad time because we're excited yeah, I think about it, That's that's probably because we're excited about Monster issue. Hunter. Yeah. Like and and again, I think um I think it's like, performance like problems Remnant. goes into that. Oh yeah, even Remnant's like Remnant, amazing. Which is like a game that I was like, eh, "I don't know, I'll play this." I feel like that creates a better like co-op experience maybe than more, I think like remnants more, more engaging is what I'll say. More remnants, engaging is, remnants is the way good. To yeah, describe re- it. It's more engaging because it's difficult. Like it, you, you have to work and coordinate. It's it's rewarding because the guns because it's actually like Destiny where it has set weapons and you only get them every so often after beating a boss, and so all it, it's it spaces this stuff out, and it's just it's just rewarding like it's exciting to get through a scenario with friends because it's a challenging game and the shooting feels really good and the abilities are really cool like i agree so, remnant so remnant is like, remnant is better than borderlands i'm going to so like say that for sure my complaint i guess is just that it came out at a time where there's like three other games that i would rather play with you guys than the one that yeah and that's that's my biggest i guess issue and the other yeah. thing is like with the menu system and all that not working well 
the fact that it wants me to do all this loot management and stuff like that. Like, if that's what you're going to make your game, why don't I don't I don't mean to be just complaining about this the whole time. But like, <laughs> if that's what you're going to make your game, why would you not like that be the first thing that you worked on? Uh, th- I know. Of, I agree. It, like, doesn't it, make sense. For, I, I Like, I'm literally picking up 50 weapons at a time. If I open the menu to, like, look at those weapons, it takes six seconds. Like, what yeah. the heck is that? If not longer. I, <laughs> I don't understand. And, like, I've had worse problems with this game than either of you guys have yeah. running it on my PlayStation. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. But it's just been a constant kind of, like, okay, waiting for this to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't say, I, that's I won't say why, another bad thing about Borderlands because I don't want to be the guy that's always like, this game should be better. This game well, should it be should, Remnant. This should be Monster Hunter. I don't. It's not like it that. should be. I, I just, it should be better. Like as the game itself, like not comparing it to other things, it it should be better. Like it should run better. That's that's the whole. That's the big criticism of it feeling old is that. It it doesn't, it doesn't run like a new game. It doesn't run like a. I mean, well, current generation games on consoles are kind of yeah. shitty in general. But like, I I mean, I'd, I'd be curious. I'm sure this game is great on PC. Like, I I bet it's totally fine. But that's not an excuse. Like, it's it feel again. It feels like it was just a two year sequel post Borderlands Two, where they just made some quality of life things but not really that many to like really feel like it's a proper sequel and a proper advancement of the series and whatever. Um, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable like that. Whenever you go, it's, it's unacceptable that the menu is tied to your connection with other players. Like whenever you're playing offline, it apparently works a little better in terms of the menu. But like whenever you're playing online with friends, it takes fucking forever. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I'm not I'm not going to defend that one bit. It's awful. I and I it it makes me not want to play the game. Uh, too. I agree with that. Yeah, I just like, wish I wish I wanted to play it more. That's yeah. That's my, I mean, that's I'm my... I'm in I'm enjoying it overall. Like I would say, yeah, it's fun. I'm having fun playing it with friends and I'm not mad I'm playing it or like I don't feel like I'm wasting my time at all. I think it's yeah, good I don't, and I don't and it's actually gotten that either. It's actually gotten better as as it goes along. I'm um I, keep I don't know how that too. I don't know how deep or deep I am into it. I'm in, I'm on like the, this jungle planet, which has been pretty cool. Like, so to the, the positives of it, like, yeah, I still love the gun thing. I like my class. I think all of the classes seem kind of unique, but I have heard, uh, I've, I've heard from most places that like the classes feel a little half baked and not super, super exciting, but I'm enjoying the mech class. I think it's fun. I uh, I think the I think the main story missions themselves have been pretty good. Like the story the story like the narrative part might not be that interesting. It's kind of it's kind of like again it feels dated because they're making fun of like game influencer culture, which has been established for a long time at this point now. So like it yeah, feels a little on late. Commercials left and right at this. Yeah, point. it it feels a little late to the party on that. Um, but but uh, besides that point, like. Some of the missions have been like really cool, like the way that you progress, like the progression through them, the areas that they take you to, the also, bosses. Like, to be making fun of game influencer, uh, it's very like, cynical. It's like, it's it's a very the cynical way it game. does, and then to position itself as a game that has all these like codes for you to stream it and be a game yeah. influencer with it. Yeah, it's and the weird. way that the per- the gearbox head of 
the uh what's his name pitchfork randy pitchfork randy pitchford <laughs> pitchford yeah the way he's constantly giving away codes and stuff on his, yeah, on his social it, media to be an strange. influencer it, that's yeah. like none of that stuff lines up well it's it's really mixed signals, it's a big I think. it's a big disconnect and also like, hey, we're gonna make fun of this but we're also gonna be it like it doesn't yeah. i don't know you can't yeah, have your I, cake and eat it too i mean like I, I I can also understand like they're making fun of literally everything like they have forever in the series, so that's fine. But it, yeah, it just it just isn't interesting, is what I would say. It's 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 a disconnect and it's weird and it's like ah oh, whatever they're they're streamers and they stream to the people that they that worship them like whatever. <laughs> that all that aside, uh, I think uh, the, like the bosses have all been really good too, which I think. Um, in the, yeah, I in think the, past, the world building and stuff is fun. In the past games, the bosses were all just bullet sponges and didn't really have anything interesting that you had to worry about in terms of attacks and whatever. Uh, these all have been pretty cool, um, pretty varied, and and the bosses themselves have been somewhat challenging. So like the yeah. rest of the game is like not a big deal, but a few of the bosses have actually been like. Oh yeah, we gotta actually like coordinate and like work and figure out what we're doing here and make sure we're reviving each other and stuff. So, so that's good. That's been good too. Um, I don't know. It's I I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have anticipation for Borderlands anyway. So I think maybe that's why I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not disappointed by it. It's it's fine. It's a fine I game. Think- and I think I would hesitate to give it the golf clap. Which oh, I, I would not. Says. I would not give it a golf clap either. Uh, and I don't so, think my opinion is going to change on that. Like, yeah, like Borderlands is not something that would ever be in my game on my game of the year list, unless yeah, unless it like really, really changed. B- barren near, or it was yeah. a barren near. Yeah, like if it came out in a time when like nothing else came out or something like it, but or if it really pushed its series forward, which it didn't do. Which isn't really, I mean, you know, criticize the game as it is, not what it isn't. It's just really hard to not expect some kind of, like, pushing forward of what it is. Like, especially yeah. when it's especially when it's kind of its own unique thing that nobody has really done. So, I don't yeah, I know. Guess for, I guess for me, like, I played Rage 2 earlier this year. Yeah. And if it had come out in that period of time... Like when I played Rage, I probably would have had a much better yeah. time with it. Whereas, like I said, the loot's not grabbing me. It's kind of like the same experience as that is, except for now I'm playing with you guys instead of by myself. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't. I didn't need the two of these in the same year. Is maybe what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's fine. I'll I'll give it a thumbs up. If if you had, yeah, it's a solid had, game. If you were excited about it, I, I don't let me talk you out of playing it. I think you'll still enjoy the the heck out of it. Yeah, um, there's. For, I, I would definitely not say it's not worth playing. It's yeah, it's still yeah. a good. It's a good game for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for the sake of time, I know the there's a couple other things you wanted to mention that you've been playing, and I'm curious yeah. about what your opinion is on uh, Surge Two because I know you just started that, didn't you? Yeah, and I barely got to play it. Unfortunately. Give me some Reader's Digest of your initial impressions, real quick. Um. So you can you can see me start the search too at twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. I, I I only streamed it once so far. I'm gonna stream it more. Uh I I'm a defender of the surge, the first surge. Uh I liked it. It it had its problems, but it definitely is doing things different, and surge two just 
expands on that in a good way so far. I mean, I have again, I've only played it, I think, like two hours. Uh, I think the surge is a worthy addition and evolution of the Souls genre. Uh, I don't think it gets enough attention at all. I think it just kind of gets looked past as being a Souls-like, and that's all it is. But they, the thing with the Surge is the parts targeting and being able to cut them off, and you get that thing like armor or weapon or whatever. And that is really interesting. Like, that is a really cool way to approach combat, like, just mechanically and thematically like it makes sense that you would be aiming at a certain part of a person when you're swinging you're a weapon at about them. cyborgs yeah well, well not even cyborg augmentation even, like ser- seriously a from software game should be looking at this like they should be looking at hitting an arm or hitting a leg or focusing on the head like it it makes sense in terms of a combat scenario like it, they do it that could, with their bosses uh, sure. Yeah, sure, they do. Um, but I mean, even just like the moment to moment, like, yeah, yeah, what, like, what, you can, like, you can target something is what you're saying. Like in dark, like imagine in a Souls game where you could lop off the enemy's arm and they don't have a weapon now, you know, or like, what if you could knock their leg off? Like, it, it, yeah. that's not, that's not necessarily how the surge works because once you chop a thing off, that enemy's dead. Yeah. But, but, like, imagine taking that one step further. Like, that could be really cool. Like, it, Remnant actually does this very well, where you can shoot enemies in the legs and they'll fall over, or you can shoot them and they'll stumble or something. Like, parts targeting was established with, like, Dead Space, and nobody did anything with it. So, like, it's really cool. Yeah, the other game has lots of parts targeting. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's different. Uh, anyway, like, so the Surge doing this thing, like, it's doing its own unique thing, and it's really awesome, and it's really fun. I think it makes the combat feel a little sloppy, and not as elegant as something like Dark Souls and Sekiro, but it's still, it's still cool. Like, it's a cool thing, nothing, nothing is like it. It's fun, it's fun seeing, like, this enemy and being like, oh man, it looked, that looks like a weapon I haven't got yet. I'm gonna chop its arm off and get that weapon, and then I can screw around with that weapon. Or... I'm going to build out this armor set based on chopping its leg off or cutting its body in half or something. <laughs> like, it's really violent and visceral in, in like, kind of a satisfying way, disgustingly. Um, and now they added in two, they added the ability to parry. So you couldn't parry in the first game, and parrying is a big thing in Souls that just got more and more refined as they got to Sekiro. But now in Surge you can parry in certain directions. So it's like it's like For Honor, where you can have this implant in your character that will tell you where a weapon is going to be swinging from, and if you time the parry right, you get to do a big attack on them. And it's like, it just adds this like next level layer to a game that was already doing its own thing. Now it's even more crazy and more a lot more to think about in combat. And it's like, I don't know, I think... It's a cool thing. The Surge is a cool thing that I really wish more people paid attention to, but it just, like... I just don't think anybody gives a shit for some reason. Like, I, um... And I think that's, like, just the general feeling. Like, I was extremely surprised this game got a sequel. Like, completely surprised. 
because it just seemed like, again, the first game came out, nobody cared. Media talked about it like, oh, here's this Souls game, and it does this thing, and that's it. Nobody ever talked about it again. Where, um, I think we mentioned how people are still talking about Sekiro, right? Yeah. Like, we talked about that, like, last episode or something. People are still talking about a Souls game, a From Software game, and they always will, and, like, for whatever reason, it just has this, like, staying power whenever a new one comes out, where I bet you never hear about The Surge 2 again on, like, any podcast. <laughs> like, it, it came out, people reviewed it, it got generally favorable reviews, but will anybody mention it again? Probably not. So, I, I that's a shame, because I think it's worth checking out. If you like the Souls games at all, it is it is clearly its own thing and doing its own thing in a really cool way and uh and they just made it better in the in two like looking around the world is better there's better shortcuts like that game actually did the shortcut thing better than dark souls like way better than dark souls actually um and they're still doing that i don't know i think it's awesome i'm i'm only early in it uh, I was talking to Josh a little bit about it. He he's like not super sold on it for some reason, but um, I think they made good changes. The that directional parrying just makes it more exciting. You have more control over combat. I haven't fought a boss yet, so that's gonna be interesting because like the bosses were one of the worst parts about the first game. They just Which weren't sucks. Souls Souls yeah. games. It should be the best part. They just game. weren't good. Yeah, the bosses just weren't good. They sucked. And there was only like five of them or something. It was very limited. Um so I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. But I I I think it's totally worth checking out. Like they in a time where there still aren't many souls uh, uh what's the word? Um pretenders. <laughs> yeah. I I don't even like I, the Souls like thing has become a genre for sure, but like still nobody has touched from software. Like no, I would say nobody's even really got close to the quality of their games. But like in a time of where there's still somewhat unique things, this is a good one. Like it's definitely worth giving a chance. Yeah. So, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Like and I don't know. I just. I feel like I'm really defending it, but I wish more people would be interested in it. Cause that's all right. Some some of the lesser known games need defending and need championed, bro. And it doesn't even. That's all. It, it doesn't, doesn't have even, to be the. Doesn't have to be triple A big yeah. budget game of the year game in order for you to put your time in it. I mean, I think everyone should play Monster Hunter, but <laughs> if it's not Monster Hunter that you're playing, and if it's a smaller yeah. game, one that doesn't get as much attention, I mean, champion that game, man. It's all good. You don't have to yeah. apologize for it. I'm not. I, I don't guess I'm not apologizing. It's like that's really the only thing I want to talk about. Is not really. I feel like I just spent all that time saying play the game and not what's good about it. And I don't know. Well, that's just, all we do on this on the show anyway. Bro. We yeah. can only give our expectations and our yeah. impressions with what we play. So I mean, yeah. you're doing your thing, and and that sounds it's, good. I'm convinced. I, I I think I would know what to look for if if I was sitting down to uh, to yeah. play that. So yeah, it's it's a cool thing. There's there's no other yeah. souls like like it, <laughs> so yeah I'll check it out maybe I don't know I, I watch you play a little bit some of that, the I see stuff. like you're you're the perfect example of like you like the souls games but you're not really interested in it and I think well, a lot of I people have, are there I have more souls games to play that's like, true so, that's true so here's the thing here's the thing about souls I love those games I do but yeah. they require more of me yeah um than other types of games 
Yeah, and totally. So, like, when I'm playing a Souls game, I, I can't play a ton of other games with it. And, like, there's just got to be a certain time of the year where I don't <laughs> have as many things on my plate that I can, like, really dig into one of those. Yeah. And so, I don't, I don't need... Like, I played Sekiro this year. I don't... I don't need another one yet. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not. I like Souls, but I don't need every game that I play to be Souls. Does that make sense? Yeah, I. Uh, so I, I don't need like three or four of those a year, which is like is all. They, yeah, they just re- they require a lot for me that I can't always. I guess, I guess not to just not to single you out. I have other friends who absolutely love the Souls series and don't give a shit about the search. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that. That's my point. Is it's like yeah. Yes, there, there. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's because it's the sci-fi thing or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It just well, doesn't. We can, seem we can have a meet on people. here and put him on the spot and be like, "What's your deal, dude? What's your deal?" Because I, yeah. I made my case and I think that's valid. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I don't so. know, but it, it's a good one. I, I'm just, it's a good one. I think the only thing that ever comes close to Souls is Neo. Neo is probably still my favorite one. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for Neo too. I'm very excited for that. But yeah, Surge too. I'll be I'll be streaming more of it. So, is there any anything else you want to mention real quick before we wrap this up? I think we're getting kind of long in the tooth. Yeah, I don't need the. I'm, I'm streaming Divinity every week now with with the group of guys that I str- have been streaming other games with. Divinity: Original Sin two. That game's super super cool. I just want to throw yeah. that out there. Divinity: Original Sin two, amazing amazing game. And if you can play a co op, that makes it even better. And it's a really crazy experience. Um, but I did want to say, I don't think I ever got to talk about this on the podcast because it was like, while we were on hiatus and not knowing what we were doing, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn is coming out on consoles. Uh, that is an amazing experience. Uh, it's, I, I really don't even want to say too much about it. I, I can't remember if I talked about it at all or not at all. I, I don't know, but I technically played that at the beginning of this year and it came out last year. I would still put Oberdin on my top ten, like this year. It it it's so cool. It's one of the coolest, unique, not even adventure games, but like puzzle, like mystery games that I've ever played. It's just brilliant. It's a must play. It's coming to consoles on October eighteenth. Buy it. Just buy nice. it and play it. Um, Seal of approval. Like like a golf clap. Like o- yeah. Return of the Oberdin is one of the most coolest experiences I've had in the last probably two or three years. One of the most coolest. One of the most coolest. Yes. That's good grammar. Um, I was going to recommend it to you because I think you should play it with Monica. I think, uh, yeah, maybe we will. I think that, I think that's a good game. I know other people that played it with their significant others. That's a good, like Thinking mystery. Team. That's a good mystery deduction kind of game to play with another person because the the person helming the controls is literally just walking around. There's no like, you know, it's it's yeah. just it's just this thing that you can do. It's like watching a movie that you have agency over, kind of. Yeah, makes um, sense. Yeah, it's it's a very very cool thing. Highly highly recommend it. So, um, and it's on all platforms. It's on all consoles, even the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Everyone always the, asks, is it coming the, to Switch? Though I would not play that on the Switch, but whatever, you know, I would I would play that. On a, on a on a PS4 or an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. 
Um, but that's it, I think. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Still, uh, I'm probably gonna try and dive back into Mortal Kombat at some point. I see the Terminators on the uh, on the horizon for new characters, and <laughs> so I'm funny. curious. Great, I'm curious. great reveal video though. Uh, looks, you liked it? I mean, I, he just looks like he. I don't know. He he looks like the Terminator. All the moves are very appropriate and all that stuff. Like I, so funny. I, yeah. I think they did a great job with that. Um, yeah, Mortal Combat. Mortal Combat is a thing I never think about. <laughs> I know you don't. It's, just just like just like I knew would happen. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I haven't played it in a while either. Yeah. So. Okay. That's all I got, man. I uh, don't forget to check out my wife's blog, and uh, hopefully we'll get a new episode to you guys soon. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I have Link's Awakening. I'll eventually tear into that. Yeah, there's a I'll ton probably, of stuff to play right now. I'll probably play some some of the new Call of Duty when that game comes out. Um, we are very close to Death Stranding being a real thing are, you can play. We are very close to that. That's exciting as well. Yeah. Uh. Hilarious. There's a bunch of games that I want to try that I, I want to play River City Girls. Hmm. I haven't heard much about that. I gotta finish uh I gotta finish Marvel Ultimate Alliance with Monica. We haven't played that <laughs> in a minute. I forgot that existed. So there's some there's some stuff. We'll we'll maybe get uh get to you guys with some new content here as soon as we can. But uh, Yeah, it's been for- like it's been like once a month. <laughs> Thanks for checking. We gotta gotta have time to play the games, man, before yeah. we can talk about them. I don't like to just give you my hot one hour impressions you know yeah but yeah we'll uh we'll we'll see how fast we get another one out but we'll 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 be back again for sure um and you can follow me twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption i stream evenings eastern time as many times as i can or feel like in the week (laughs) which is like two or three times maybe um that's good yeah i've stuck with it a lot more than i thought i would but not as frequent as i'd like uh but yeah, you can uh, reach out to us. I I haven't. I realize I never do this on our show. Uh, talk to us. You can reach us at with punish game on Twitter. Um, I still don't have a special email for us, so it's still just feedback at two v one podcast dot com. Um, but yeah, some people still reach out to us. Some the regulars, we know who you are. We see you. We love you. Uh, thanks for hanging too. We do yeah, appreciate that. Thanks for sticking with us all the time and uh, still supporting us. It's really appreciated. Um, But yeah, more people. Talk to us. We'll chat. uh, And let us know what you think about stuff. Anything. (laughs) Anything. About anything. What's your your opinion on whatever a sandwich is? Um, You know, that's a hot debate all the time. (laughs) It's interesting, but... It's hilarious. Uh, You've been been spared most of that. Um, Anyway... I think that's going to do it until next time. Until next time. Peace. Peace.